Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever applies to you. Welcome to episode 6 of the Prevent and Reverse Naturally Type 2 Diabetes podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ashford. I am a type 2 diabetic. This episode 6 is for February 2024, so let's start with a quick update. On February the 2nd, I gave blood for a follow-up with my doctor. On February the 6th, my doctor agreed I can continue without medication. I have to follow up uh, again in three months' time with her, but until then, no no metformin. So, yeah, that's great. Yay! The other tests, urine to, to monitor kidney function, were very good. Of course, like everyone else, I need to maintain my water intake at approximately 2 litres per day to keep flushing the kidneys and the system generally. We discussed options for getting enough blood for the A1C home test kit. The finger pricker and lancets I have are not uh, producing enough blood for a test. The amount required is not huge, but it is more than required for a blood glucose test which is familiar to type 1 diabetics or anyone using a finger pricker to take blood glucose readings with a separate monitor. We we discussed trying different locations to obtain the blood required. Just to explain, I've been experimenting with obviously the standard, which is the the front or the ball of the finger, um, which is what you usually touch and grip things with the side of the finger um, and also washing my hands in uh, warm water uh, before trying to take a blood reading because uh, warm water uh, or uh, holding something warm like a a face towel that's been in hot water will bring blood close to the surface. Uh, Those haven't worked so the obvious options are the side of the hand um, in the meaty part of the hand and also a, a completely different part of the body, um, such as uh, taking a, a pinch of skin on your stomach and uh, taking a, a, a finger pricker and lancet to that and seeing if you can get uh, a better blood flow there. Um, this is just blood. It's, uh, there's no special requirement to take it from any particular place. One of the interesting things that I've seen recently in the the YouTube videos is where the location of um, the CGM uh, is is important. Most often uh, it's the back of the arm, uh, left or right arm, it doesn't matter which. But uh, using a CGM on your stomach, on your leg, uh, um, on your side... Lots of different places on the body. Um, I'm seeing uh, videos of of, uh, particularly type 1 diabetics using those uh, different locations. Um, I'm not experimenting with uh, with those. Uh, Abbott uh, says that their CGM is is for the back of the arm, and that's where I'm putting it. But um, yeah, uh, definitely... If you have a different make or model of CGM, check the uh, approved locations. And if you want to experiment with other locations, you can do. Just bear in mind that uh, it's kind of like a it's, it's, it's a tool. 
you know, use the tool in the way it was intended to be used. So anyway, going back to the uh, the, the the blood reading, um, my doctor has available to her a diabetes coach. Uh, he is a resource who can help diabetics with their questions and practices. If I still have problems uh, getting sufficient blood, uh, she can hook me up with uh, with her coach. And this is um, this is important because. Um, this highlights the importance of raising issues and questions with your medical team and understanding what resources they have available. I had no idea that this coach was available until this, this subject came up. Uh, there's no sort of checklist that they give you, like now you're a diabetic, these are all the resources that are available to you um, through this practice. Um, so make sure that you talk openly with your medical uh, medical team. Um, in terms of uh, being on uh, metformin now, for being off metformin now for six months, um, I've not seen any big swings in my glucose readings. But what I have seen is that when there is a, a peak, uh, we're using words like peak now instead of spikes. Um, it remains, it, may, it remains within the, the green range on my uh, CGM, which is 3.9 to 10 uh, uh, mmol per liter. Um, and the shape of the, uh, the, the peak is a little different um, to when I was using metformin. The peak now is reached quickly, uh, like it's quite a steep uh, incline on, on, the, on the graph, but it falls equally quickly. Uh, which means that my body is body's reaction to the blood glucose is improving, and hopefully it's getting back to normal. I never wore a CGM uh, when I didn't. I wasn't diagnosed with diabetes, so I I can't say for sure that that it's looking uh, normal. But um, definitely the body is is jumping on it, and and the insulin is working, and uh, the. Um, uh, the increase in blood glucose from what I've just consumed is is being um, is being controlled very well. I'm continuing to see some issues with the Abbott Freestyle Libra 2 app. Um, the app has been consistently reporting an estimated A1C of 6.0, but the blood tests uh, for the doctor, and this is twice now. Um, um, uh, showing 5.6 um, and that, that is that is a systemic error there are also a couple of other um, uh, errors that I've seen um, I changed my CGM uh, at the end of 14 days uh, a, a few weeks ago the first um, uh, the first readings out of the the new CGM were were that I was going into low blood glucose uh, conditions. Um, when I looked at the the tables for low blood glucose, there was nothing there. There's nothing that had been written to it, um, and I had no symptoms of uh, low blood glucose. The upper glucose uh, in range threshold is 10 mmol uh, per liter, as I said, um, but. Um, what I've experienced here is something a little bit different. Um, yes, it does. Uh, the, 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 
the upper glucose range uh, threshold uh, is exceeded. It does show that on the on the graph. Um, but then when I look at the graph uh, a couple of hours later, um, there's the graph line does not go into the yellow zone. Um, and also when I look at the time in range chart, um, it either does not show a count or it shows the count uh, increased maybe the next day. So it's, it's delayed or it's, or it's not showing at all. Um, and the daily patterns chart also shows no transit into the yellow zone. My book, Prevent and Reverse Naturally Type 2 Diabetes, has been updated and expanded yet again. It is now 301 pages, so it's a, it's a good read, and it's, uh, it's, um, it's an easy read, um, and there's plenty of uh, uh, images and uh, graphics in there and information, uh, apart from just, you know, text. For me, the most interesting thing in... Um, well, there's two things, uh, two most interesting things in preparing this update. One I call a day of eating. In this chapter, I try to capture my daily habits and what they could have contributed to my current condition. So my daily eating habits and what they could have contributed to my uh, current condition. I've also added chapters on sleep and stress. Until I started researching the habits, I was unaware of how these can affect uh, our hormones and the body. Insulin is a hormone, by the way, so that is affected by sleep and stress. For many years, I had gotten by with four to five hours sleep a night, every night, and I had often been complimented on how well I managed stressful workplace situations. Looking at the new information, to me anyway, I can see how both factors significantly affected my body and together with diet may have contributed uh, to my current condition. I'm now, the books are now available on Amazon and um, Amazon.ca, Amazon.com and, and other book marketplace. So that's it for now. That's a, a quick update and some, uh, some information on where to get more information on what affects you as a uh, diabetic, whether it's type 1 or type 2. One last comment. Um, the show notes have uh, links to the, the uh, paperback and ebook e versions of uh, the book I just mentioned. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye now. See you next time.